Hey there, welcome to Bound Together. We are two friends and two self-published authors who took different paths in life but kept in touch and kept on writing. My name is Sarah Gray and I chose corporate career while Laura Catherine went full-on family. This is all about how we approach writing in our two different worlds, the struggles, the positives, and how we keep the writing flames alive. Hey, Sarah, Hello. how's it going? <laughs> it's been a Good. while since we've done one of these. Yeah. Although no one would know that, right? That's true, because we had a, a nice backlog of episodes for a while. Yeah. So had a, a little bit so of we just added ourselves. Great. <laughs> I think you can tell. I think in one of the episodes that was like a couple of months ago was like me talking about like looking for a house when I've been in my house since April. So <laughs> Nice. For those who listen, we record our episodes when we can and then we upload Whenever we want. Throughout the yeah. year, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but yes oh. today tonight i don't know this episode <laughs> we're, um, we're rusty i know we are uh, we decided to talk about some book recommendations for books that we've liked that are not our own books because we talk about our own books a lot <laughs> I mean, why we don't should... we do our own books <laughs> Um, so we thought we'd talk about other people's books that we liked. Um, I've got three books that I'm going to talk about and you've got two? Yes. Yes? <clears throat> Correct. All right. Then I will go first. So the first book I picked was is called The Prison Healer by Lynette Noni, who is an Australian author. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a trilogy. The Prison Healer is the first book in the trilogy and the other two books are already out so you can read the whole thing now the my cat is jumping at my door <laughs> yes if you can hear a, a loud sound my cat knows yeah, how to open doors i could hear that yep hey listen just uh you know maybe they really like the podcast and want to be on it as a guest that's fine yeah my cat's like oh, i have a recommendation <laughs> <laughs> anyway um, the Prison Healer is the first book I'm talking about, which is a YA fantasy book uh, by Lynette Noni, who's Australian. Uh, it is a story about a girl named Kiva who... Is she a prison healer? Yes, she is. <laughs> so when she was a child, her father got arrested and because she was with him, she also got arrested and put into jail into mm -hmm. um, Zalinda, which is like this the, the jail for where all of the different kingdoms put all of their criminals. And yep. so she grew up in a prison. And oh, dear. became the prison healer. There's some mm -hmm. darkness to it, but it's still this YA, so it's not too dark. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's got magic in it. So uh, basically Kiva... Is, has to go through these trials in the first book, which are all elemental trials. And the only people who have elemental magic are the royals mm -hmm. in the kingdom. And she meets uh, a guy called Jaren who gets put into the prison with her and he's, like, helping her get through the trials and it's a nice slow burn romance going on between them, mm -hmm. which is good. The first book, 
I really liked, I liked the prison setting and the elemental trials of it. And I really liked the twist at the end. And then the other two books, like this series just got better. Like I really liked the first book, but the oh. second and the third books are even like better. And yep. it is just, it is, the characters are really good. I love, I love elemental magic. <laughs> it's like one of my favorite tropes of all time. Just writing this book recommendation down. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's under, I don't want to like, you don't want to give anything away. Yeah, like, yeah, it's hard to do the plot, hey, without, you always have to give something away. How did you find out about it? Um, I had already read um, some of Lynette Noni's other work because she wrote us another YA fantasy series. The first book was called Akane. And there are like five books in that series. I've already read the first one, but I read that. And then I think what the time I bought that book was around the time she was about to release the present, the prison healer. And I was like, oh, that mm-hmm. one looks cool too. And then I read that one and I was, I was dying for the other ones. I pre-ordered, I think the, at least the third one, the third one I pre-ordered a signed copy because I liked it so much. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> Which I don't usually do. But yes, that's my first book recommendation. Okay. I've noted that down. Um, I will shortly go around to my local bookstore and be like, do you have this book? Because I'm definitely into buying books at the moment, but um, a little bit expensive in New Zealand. So it's. I love buying books. I don't have enough space for all my books. Yeah, that's true. I mean, so so I bought a book and read it specifically for this, and then I didn't love it, so I'm not going to review it. That's why <laughs> I've only got two books, <laughs> just in case we're wondering. Um, so the first book that I'm going to talk about is Shadow and Bone. Um, so I read this quite recently. Good book. I actually book. saw, yeah, it's the first book in a while that's kind of like um, I've been able to read quite quickly. Um, I'm a bit of a slow reader, but I did actually watch the Netflix show first. Same. That's how I found out about the book. Yeah, I was the same. I watched the show and then I found out it was a book series and I was like, hell yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll go ahead. You can go ahead and review it then. I mean. <laughs> My review is that I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. So this is what I had to say about it. Um, okay. So the main characters are, says you're <laughs> raising your hands (laughs) um okay so you've got Elena and Mal and they're orphan best friends who have kind of lived at this orphanage type place thing their whole lives so they've known each other for ages um and now they've both joined like this army regiment thing we gotta stop saying thing um and also, the other notable thing is that obviously, obviously, this is fantasy, and something happened in this magical land um, and created something called the Shadow Fold, which is this super tall, super wide, dark cloud of just misery, horror, death um, that you really don't want to be crossing. Um, and that kind of splits um, this place called Ravka, where they're living, off from. Um, being able to get to the sea and get supplies and it's kind of split in half. So it's a bit of a bit of a um, misery for them. So, um, yeah, so that's happened and you know that. 
Um, so that Shadowfold has flying monsters and stuff that are, are attracted, unfortunately, to light and sound, um, like everything, um, and they still need to get their critical supplies, right? So back to Lena and Mal. Um, so they both get called up to be on this crossing, right? And they're like, okay, I'm going to die. We're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I told you this is a Sarah review. Um, and so... Anyway, they go off in this boat, right, because to cross the fold you have to be in a quiet boat, even though it's on the ground, um, and the boat is powered by um, Grisha magic. So Grisha are like um, magical military elite, and they have different powers, different categories of powers, which I is I love cool. the categories of powers. I love The start of the book literally has like a... These I was going to like read it out, but um, <laughs> probably, I probably don't. You probably don't need to, but um, so this boat is kind of powered by um, squallers, I think, and they kind of blow air into the sails and move the boat across, and then they all hope to high heavens that they make it across, <laughs> right? Um, do they? <laughs> is that your cat? That's yeah, my cat. <laughs> yeah, cat wants to know. Um, I can hear your cat meowing. Um, so, spoiler alert that you never saw coming, um, they get attacked on the crossing. <gasps> um, <laughs> this is on the back of the book, though, so I thought this was safe to say. And Alina unleashes this um, dormant magic that she had inside of her that she had no idea she had, um, and it's... Um, you know, everybody sees it because it's a big ray of sunlight type thing when they're stuck in the shadow fold. So um, now the royals are particularly interested in this, um, and specifically someone called Darkling, um, <laughs> which um, is played by Ben Barnes like, in the TV yeah, show. Yeah, I, I was trying not to say, which is like Ben Barnes. Just go look at Ben Barnes. <laughs> um, so he's kind of like a broody super powerful like Grisha with like shadow magic um and he sees her sun magic and like whisks her away um to the palace and then she gets to train as a Grisha Mal poor Mal is left behind to wonder where she's going best friends um yeah that's pretty much, I feel like that's all I can say. So, so she gets taken to the palace and she has to train to be a Grisha because they think that her power can Stop um, the save fold. them from the fold. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of other stuff happens and it's real <laughs> chaotic. Um, but this one, it's kind of like classic YA um, fantasy, like on a journey type thing and follows just Alina's point of view from memory. Um which means you pretty much just get her story. Um, there are three books in the series. They're all out. Have you read all three? No, I haven't. Okay. I'm I'm, ha I'm halfway through book two and I'm struggling a little bit on it, but I have all three and I'm going to make it. It's just I don't know why I'm struggling on this one. I, f I feel like it kind of it probably has like middle book syndrome where you're just using it to get to. Yeah. I'm looking part. I think I would wait until like season two because I think that's coming out mm. soon. 
watch season two of the show and that'll rekindle my like oh I want to read book two now yeah yeah it's not it's not um bad or anything it's just like I've kind of petered out in the middle of it it's a very different um setting in book two yeah because of what what happens at the end of book one I I was like can I say can I say it (laughs) (laughs) but yeah I think Uh, it's yeah it's because like which I think is like a classic YA thing is like a lot of things start off as like a like we're at the academy doing the thing and then the rest of the book series is like well now we have to leave that place to go do other things and And it takes a little bit to get used to the new settings I think and yeah because there's a reason why everybody always starts in an academy or training it's because it's really cool yeah (laughs) and we all want to do that ourselves do we want to do the middle part where it's really hard no um but yeah the thing about the Netflix show was um that they so this author Lee Bardugo I guess that's how you say it um (laughs) has a couple of other book series in the same Grisha verse, but not um, specifically covering the same characters, I believe. Um, yes, same the, universe like, and different times as well in yeah. the same universe. But in yeah. the show, they make it so that the two different sets of yeah, the, characters the are groups. happening yeah, yeah. at the same time. Yeah, which I re- I actually liked. I really liked that in... Um, the Netflix show, and then when I got to Shadow and Bone, I was like waiting for them to <laughs> to turn up, and they never like did. where's Kaz? Like, like still great, but like what? I yeah, I think that's um, yeah, the Netflix show is really interesting, isn't it? How it does that and kind of adds a bit more to it. I love it though, mostly because yeah. I I love Kaz Brecker and his whole crew. Like, <laughs> oh my god, they're so they're just they're just so funny and like bickering witty bickering um anyway I'm not gonna give that away because that's my second book <laughs> do you want to talk doing. about your second book now then because it's connected do you, me, do you want me to just go in yeah sure. just go into um, it okay so let me just change my I've written this down okay I did a lot of work for this for once you did more work than me and I've also got the book here but this is a podcast and not a visual thing so you can't <laughs> see it Laura can you can you can um, hear it hear the pages just do a little flip yeah the pages some little yeah I don't know where the microphone is ASMR (laughs) book ASMR (laughs) yeah um so six of crows it's a bit of a meatier book it's almost like double the size I feel it's got some weight to it that's because it's from multiple points of view I reckon yes and it's also because the author made it longer so (laughs) it's so good though I I like six of crows more than I liked shadow of bone yeah this one's like it's got like a much tighter plot and it's meatier and it's got loads of characters and they all kind of get their fair share of airtime, which I think is really cool. I love and seeing all the different points of view of all the yeah, characters. Yeah, I definitely like that style better than the Shadow and Bone style. Yeah, I am I'm hundred percent love books that have multiple point of views over just like a single yeah. point of view. But it's mm-hmm. it's so good. Tell us about yeah. Six of Crows. So I'm going to tell you about it. Um, <laughs> the funny thing is, is that I haven't actually finished it yet. I'm about <sighs> a quarter of the way through, so we're going to see how that goes. Um, okay, I have finished it. Six of Crows, same universe, 
same time? No idea. No, got to it's, it's set after. <laughs> it's set after the Shadow and Bone trilogy. Okay. Okay. Well, that would make sense. Like you're going to have to fill in the, the <laughs> points that I miss. Let's see how we go. So, okay. So it's called Six of Crows. It's a duology. It's a yeah. It is. <laughs> Just let me get there. I'll get there. So, um, Crows is like a street gang led by Kaz Brecker. All right. So this guy, this guy's the star of the show, isn't he? Yeah. Um, he's a criminal mastermind. He's but hot. he's not like evil. He's hot. He's hot in the show. So. <laughs> he's super hot in the show. But he's not like evil. Evil. He's not like trying to survive and keep his territory and try and like, like claim an his space. And... Yeah, yeah, but not like, yeah, not like super bad, but also kind of bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> from what I've seen so far. Um, and he's kind of like, you know, this tortured, very smart um, soul. He's got a limp. He's got a sore leg. I don't know if that's important to note, but <laughs> obviously it slows him down a bit. I don't know where that came from because I haven't finished the book yet. <laughs> um, right. So the other notable thing, when I was reading this, I was like, I'm sorry. So he does some really cool criminal stuff. Like he's just very smart and outsmarts everybody. Um, and sets up these heists and stuff. He's 17. He's a 17-year-old. <laughs> he reads like, like I just Like he's in his like late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. Because I was like, how do you have that much like stress and experience? But that's cool. Um, I will suspend reality for this one. That's fine. Um, yeah. So he owns this like crow club. <laughs> also like. Which is drinking, gambling, etc. For a seventeen-year-old, that's 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 a lot. Um, okay, so it's been a tough life for him. So he's offered a chance at this huge, impossible heist um, that obviously pays very handsomely. Um, so obviously he's going to do it because Kiz Brecker <laughs> loves a challenge and loves some money. He loves him some money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I mean he's got um there's another character in Edge that he's kind of there's bought. something there. There's a little bit of something there. But he's also kind of like bought her like as a yeah. <laughs> freed her. I don't okay, yeah. I, I don't know how to I haven't got that far yet, but I know that she like, yeah, there's she works she for him. She is and, loyal to him. Yeah. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he puts his crew together to kind of do this impossible feat. Um, and <laughs> I've said all of this stuff. Yeah. And they're located in a different place than the Shadow and Bone one. I think they're in Ketterdam, which has like ports and sea and stuff. Mm-hmm. Pisces crime. Um, <laughs> I thought that was good to, you know get that out there okay so i haven't finished it so no spoilers but um this is what the back of the book says um they have to break into the ice core which has never been breached and it's like a military stronghold so that sounds very difficult and they have to bring back a hostage so it's like they have there's a hostage and then they're going to take the hostage hostage (laughs) (laughs) so it's very you know it's very um circular and that hostage could change grisha magic forever so 
someone, this is the part where it gets real sketchy because I don't have all the context, but I've read this part. So someone has been working on a drug um, that makes the Grisha like more powerful. Yep. That's in the first chapter. That's not a spoiler. Um, <laughs> and that's linked to the hostage. Um, so it's, that would be really dangerous. So anyone who um, has access to that, whenever it starts working, because it doesn't work perfectly, um, will basically have all the power and be able to take over everybody else. And everybody else is worried. That's my understanding. Yeah, pretty much. Yes. Yeah. So everyone's panicking and they're like, you've got to get this hostage. So what are they going to do? They're going to send a 17-year-old kid <laughs> to go, to go. <laughs> Sorry. I just think it's funny that he's 17, but... Um, I mean, most, yeah. most of the characters, most of his team are, are teenagers. <laughs> and I think, like, Inez <laughs> is around that age as well. And so is um, oh, the other girl whose name I can't remember now. Nina? Nina, yeah. She's yeah. also a teenager. <laughs> Far out. <laughs> I just, I feel it's probably because I look at what they're doing and I'm like, I couldn't do that at my age. I couldn't mastermind any of this stuff. You also had a cushy life, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, and I don't own a club. Um, <laughs> Did you even to commit crimes to survive? So, yeah. Um, but I think this one feels, yeah, very different to um, Shadow and Bone. But obviously I'm sort of familiar with the rules of the Grisha, which makes it very easy to, to like, drop into the fantasy world really quick. Mm. Um, I wonder if loads of people read this one second to Shadow and Bone. You don't really have to read it in, in order, do you? No, it, I guess the book occasionally mentions things that would have happened in Shadow and Bone vaguely because Nina was a Grisha in the Second Army. Yeah. but The army it, thing that I mentioned in the previous yeah. But I mean, like, I haven't read all of the Shadow and Bone, but it was fine. I knew some of the characters that were mentioned. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think the big thing yeah. about Six of Crows is it's like, from multiple points of view of them going through to do the heist with like flashbacks of their past to that slowly kind of reveals why they are the way they are. Like yeah. they're because they're, they're like a, a found family of criminals. They've all got like, you know, their own agenda and their own flaw, which is like, you know, what you love. And then, yeah, as the story goes on, it's like slowly revealing like why they think the way they do. And it's just, yeah. I haven't read I'm the second one yet because I only just finished Six of Crows a couple of weeks ago. So I'm on the second one at the moment. Yeah. I haven't finished it yet, but it's still really, really oh. good. Yeah. And I think I think you get so many more characters in there. There's like witty banter. There's something about a heist, like mm. uh, having to plot and plan and unraveling mysteries and stuff like that, that. You probably miss out on Shadow and Bone, but then it's a completely different um, style of story, isn't it? It's not, yeah. There's just yeah. one one mystery surrounding Elena, really. But, yeah, so that's my second book. Do you have anything else to add to that? Did I miss anything? I tried my hardest. It was uh, very good. To review a book that I've only half read. <laughs> but that's because the good. other book let me down. Yeah. A very good book. My second book is called Daughter of the Moon Goddess by Sue Lin Tan. Um, and it is a, it's a YA fantasy story that's inspired by the legend of 
I do, I'm going to try and say, like, Chang'e, the moon goddess, and the, like, Chinese mythical stuff to do with the um, autumn, autumn something. Oh, my gosh, I can't mm-hmm. remember. Nice. Yep, solid read. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's basically a, a story about a girl named uh, Xingyi and her mother is the moon goddess. So she lives on the moon and she's like in charge of lighting the moon every night I love and it. turning it off every day. And so, I love it so much. her mother was mortal and was married to her father, who is also mortal. And her father had done some really courageous fighting in something that the celestials who are uh, immortal gave him an elixir to turn himself immortal. Mm-hmm. And her mother ended up stealing it and drinking it while she was pregnant with her. And oh, as a punishment, yeah. she got sent to the moon to like, she was immortal, but her, her punishment was to go live on the moon in solitary and no one was allowed to visit her. And so no one knew she was pregnant. So no one knows about Xingyi. And you've so- read two books where the children <laughs> have really been screwed over by <laughs> the decisions and the things that happen to their parents. I think that's just one a ended YA up in thing. prison. One is on the moon. YA children have like like you don't want to be the parent of a YA child. <laughs> no, you can't just have a normal like life, can you? If you're a YA character. So the story, this so this is a, a duology. The second one I think is called um, Heart of the Sun Warrior is coming out at the near the end of this year in a couple of months or so. Yeah. Um. So this book is basically follows. So Xingyi basically has to leave the moon because her the the celestial queen of the sun suspects that her mother is doing something so they try to hide her because she's not Mm -hmm. if they found out about her they'd like kill her or take her away she'd get taken for sure oh she tries to escape and she ends up like falling out of the sky and like (laughs) the celestial kingdom is like it's like a kingdom in the sky in its own plane i don't know and there's also the mortal realm so she falls into like the celestial part of the world and basically meets the prince, this like the son of the celestial king, but they don't know who oh, she of is. Of course you do. And yeah. she kind of ends up being his study partner and it follows like many, many years of them growing up together and like mm. her and the prince and then her going to join the army and like her whole goal throughout the book is to try and find a way to free her mother and to do that she needs like a favour from the king the celestial king so she's constantly like working towards doing that and then it's like her relationship with the prince and then there's like another guy in it as well and there's like a like a bit of a love triangle thing love triangle <laughs> <laughs> is it a ya without a love triangle mm. but it is the reason i think i love it so much is i love the the chinese mythology of it but the way that sulin tan writes is just so beautiful like it's mm-hmm. all of these gorgeous flowing sentences that like you read and you just like picture these like beautiful scenes in your head like it was just really beautiful writing yeah I just loved it and the, like the story is still also great like following it's so much longer than you think it is because you don't know where the story is going and there's like parts of it and she'll like finish up something and you feel like that's the end of the book but then it keeps going because she has like another part of her life like still going 
Is it a long book or is it just a regular size book? It's a pretty thick that book. just feels long. It's pretty thick. Okay. I'll add it to the reading list. Um, will it get read this year? Who knows? <laughs> so that's a, my second book. And then my third book. Cool. Yeah. My third book you've read. Your This book you actually, <gasps> I think, recommended to me originally. I think you were reading this and said, oh, you should read this. Which yeah. is A Long Way to a Small Angry Planet by Becky Chambers. Love it. And it is, it's, it's a standalone book, but there are other books set in the same universe, but with different <laughs> characters. So I think there's yep. another two books out. I've read the second one. Yep. I haven't read the third there's one. A, there's like a short story. I have that as well. But oh, okay. Like a novella, I suppose. So I, the first one by far, I like, I really liked the second one. I haven't read the third, but the first one was just so good. <laughs> So it's so a book, cool, isn't it? It's a book that is written from multiple points of view. It's a space <laughs> book. I just love it. Um, and yeah, so it's basically uh, multiple points of view of all of these people on a on a ship, all the different crew members, and they're on their way to. I'm vaguely trying to remember this because it was a while ago since I read this. They're on a it's ship. Been a long time since I've read it going to talk to some aliens or something <laughs> honestly like the the reason for them going doesn't stick in my head because it's like really about the characters and the dynamics between all of them and their own personal journeys yeah so there's like there's a girl called rosemary who's like human and she joins the ship as like to do their paperwork and stuff and she's like I don't think she's ever been like off planet or something before. And she's like experiencing like different races. And I know like their, their engineer Jenks is like having a kind of relationship with the computer, the computer's AI system (laughs) that he's like in love with. And there's like a lizard woman and like just lots of different races and different people. And they're like, the way it's written is just like, just just throughout their journey having different scenes of them interacting together and going through their own stories and it's just such a compelling book like I can't even I don't even know how to describe it do you you read this book do you want to add anything okay so do you want the synopsis sure that I've just looked up now (laughs) (laughs) um this is from wikipedia so I haven't even read this hopefully this makes sense um so fleeing her old life rosemary harper joins the multi-species crew of the wayfarer as a file clerk and follows them on their various missions throughout the galaxy Um, each member of the crew has a story that unfolds or a crisis to face and they encounter several alien environments on the slow path to their destination I the next one looks like a spoiler, so I'm not going to say that. It's kind of like <laughs> Six of Crows in like multiple points of view and they're going through the story and you're learning about the backstory of each individual character. Again, like why they are the way they are, how <laughs> they got on the ship in the first place and what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, this one's more about lives. characters, isn't it? They yeah. have the characters develop together rather than like mystery, mysterious plot going on Yeah, because they're just yeah. traveling. But it's so well written. It is. It's so so interesting. It's such a, um, 
engaging sci-fi world that you you just completely believe that you're on a ship but she doesn't there's no sort of like um like info dump or um yeah or any really rigorous explaining of the rules Mm. it's like they just exist and you kind of have to work it out as you read which is really interesting almost a cross between like firefly and um aurora cycle book series yeah yeah by amy kaufman and um jay christoph another red half of which is also if i had more (laughs) books to recommend the aurora cycle trilogy so i'm surprised you didn't recommend that one i i almost did i love amy kaufman so much I've like read everything that she's. Didn't you meet written. her? Did you meet her recently? I did. I did. I yeah. went to a, a a talk that she did. She's lovely. So cool. She's an Australian author as well. So is um Jay Kristoff. So support of Aussie authors. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are our five. Yeah, we did five books. Six, if you include the Aurora Cycle. <laughs> which i'm just just throwing in so there. the aurora cycle is that yeah yeah look this is the also first time a facebook <laughs> it's really good um so those are our book recommendations we'd love to hear about any book recommendations you listeners have because we always want to buy more books for our bookshelves that do not fit any more books on them yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> Um, so yeah, that's it for this month's episode of Bound Together. If you want to hear uh, more from us, you can listen to our back catalog of episodes. This should be episode eleven, I think. We're getting close to having a whole year oh year's worth of episodes, which is exciting. Um, you can follow me, Laura Catherine, on Instagram at Laura Catherine Author, and on Twitter at Laura Catherine P. I have a uh, YA paranormal romance series called gin that you can get if you so feel like and sarah has her own book series called arcadium if you would like to read those we would appreciate the support so until next time uh keep listening to us i hope (laughs) i don't know good point to make good point keep listening you never know what's coming next (laughs) (laughs) all right Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.